Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What is up, AfterBuzzers? Welcome back to another Dare Me After Show. We are talking about Season 1, Episode 4 today, um, called Reproachment. I have two lovely panelists joining me today. To my hey. left, I got the lovely Ashman. Hey, guys. Killing it with that pink dress. Thank Love you. It. And right next to her, we have Ebony. Hello. You guys look cohesive again. I feel like everyone always, like, twins on this. But like, we're pink, too. You're wearing pink. Yeah. I have pink in my headband. Yeah, it's we're so good. cute. Yeah. I'm Taylor Gates, by the way. I think I forgot to introduce myself. I'm just so freaking excited to talk about this episode. Um, we have so much to discuss. We're talking about... Colette and Addie's relationship that seems to be crumbling a little bit. We have, you know, Will and Matt, that whole love triangle, more like a love hexagon, I guess I would say, with everyone else in the mix. And we have this wild party. Guys, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? I thought there was so much passive aggressiveness going on. Like, no matter what triangle we looked at, it was passive aggressive. Like, there was so much that needed to be said, but people were almost waiting to see, like, who was going to execute on Mm. what or who was going to, like, point out on, like, the elephant in the room. So that was kind of my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I'm kind of at the place where I'm just, like, waiting for a bomb to drop because Mm -hmm. I feel like for the past four episodes we've been seeing a lot of like the same routine type things like we have the coach partying with the girls and the girls kind of acting wild and Addie and like I'm just I'm ready to see something else so for me that's where I'm at (laughs) that's where I'm at yeah I think that's totally fair I think we we're like having that slow build and I totally agree with you I think that it is just a ticking time bomb until something really 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 crazy happens um, and I'm really excited to see it. But let's start off with talking about Colette and Addie. So they seem to be starting off in a pretty good place in this episode. Um, Addie's, like, really excited. She thinks they can make it to regionals finally. She even gives Coach the um, Hamza bracelet that we saw in last week's episode. Ashman, what did you think about that gift? I think that it was her way of showing her form of gratitude. Like, she feels really... Um, sh- I think she's been confiding a lot in coach French and I think she's just like you know I really appreciate all that you're doing for me you know this is a gesture of mine but at the same time it's a really personal gift she's had it forever it's brought her good luck so um, I thought that you know it was interesting that she has gotten herself so involved in the relationship with coach French that now she's giving something that's so personal to her Um, yeah yeah. I think I kind of interpret it as like um Like a real slap in the face to Beth, too, because those two are so tight. I think that either Beth made the bracelet or has a matching one with her. There's something going on that connects them with those bracelets. Um, Ebene, did you see that as, like, symbolic of, like, okay, things are ending with Beth and, like, I'm all in with Colette now? Like, she can only have one or the other? Right, it's like, which best friend is she going to pick? I mean, I think that that's, like, a really good perspective. I know that, like, Beth did notice that Coach French was wearing it, and so I felt like... And that moment, you know, she was definitely connected. Like, I mean, why would they zoom in on it and, like, Mm -hmm. make it a thing if it wasn't going to be a 
problem. So I was like, okay, like, what is the bracelet? Or maybe she just noticed, like, wow, like, Addie's had this bracelet on for so long. Like, well, now why is Coach French wearing it? Yeah. And, like, thought that that was weird. So I think she, she, she just took notice to it. So I'm, again, waiting for something, like, what is that connection? Yeah, I totally, I think that's a really good um, interpretation of that. We also have um, Colette putting a lot of trust in Addie. Um, we're going to talk about what Colette's doing on the side when she's not at practice in a little bit. But she's like, okay, Addie, like, this is your team. Like, lead this practice. Be hard on them. Like, show them what you're made of and make me proud. Were you surprised that she put that much trust in her? Because Colette seems kind of like a control freak. Yeah, no, I wasn't too surprised. I think the episodes have been building up to this. Like, she's been building up Addie to um, to have her see her strong traits. And so I think when the opportunity came, she was like, you know, we're going to put you in charge. You got this. It's always been there. You haven't seen it. My kind of issue around that is is that um, I think she's doing it for her own reasons. I don't know how genuine it is. Like, it was kind of her motive and her escape to you know, leave the gym early, like, you know, Bert Cassidy came in, the girls were gone, and now she's like, well, hey, maybe I can slip out for an afternoon quickie also, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I was kind of like, it's like this weird thing where she, like, gives Addie this, like, responsibility or, like, is trying to build her up to be like, wow, you're really made to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Like, you're so amazing. You're different than everyone else. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. she's been, like, building her up for a couple of episodes and then to be like, Okay, great. Like, here you are. I'm going to hand you this, like, platform of leadership. And then, but then I'm going to go step back and go sleep with Will. Like, I (laughs) don't know. It was just kind of like, you're obviously using her. Yeah. Yeah, I did feel pretty selfish in ways. And, I mean, thank God Beth wasn't there because I think that would have been... I think she would have flipped a shit because we saw Beth running these practices before Colette even got here. And so the fact that, like, Addie is straight up taking, like, her responsibilities that she had, like, it's, oh, wow. I'm I'm really glad that Beth and, was not there. Yeah, and Beth did end up knowing about it. She did point out about it after. She's like, so how did it feel to, you know, be, you know, taking the lead? And she's like, oh, I know everything. Don't ever underestimate what I hear or what right. I don't hear. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oof. Um, I was kind of surprised the girls listened to Addie at first because I didn't think she necessarily had that respect. And we kind of find out that she does a little bit later. But were you surprised that it, all it took was, like, one good speech from Addie for them to, like, listen to her and do what she said? Or do you think there was going to be more pushback? Um, well, I mean, there was kind of, like, pushback at first. Mm-hmm. They kind of were like, who are you? Like, you're not about to tell me what to do. But, um I think that Addie kind of, like, wrangled them together. I mean, at the end of the day, like, Coach already set it up for her to, like, run the practice. So it wasn't like the girls could just be like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. It's like you had to practice for the 60 minutes. So I think Addie was like, okay, but, like, you already heard her, so let's just... Let's do this. That's true. She had the coach's backing. And I feel like she gave such a, like, Colette speech. She was like, you know, this top girl stuff, like, all this rivalry is not, like, letting you reach your full potential. So I was like, oh, she's really channeling her speech right now. Well, she's been spending a lot of time with her. So, I mean, makes sense. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, And, guys, just like Addie spending time with um, Colette, we want you to spend even more time with us. Um, Evanay, can you tell everyone a little bit about what's happening here at AfterBuzz? Yes, of course. We love it when you guys join us for the conversation. So we love for you to participate. Please comment, like, subscribe. 
subscribe. Let us know what you think about the show, what, what you think about what we're saying. Please join the conversation. We are the ESPN of TV Talk, and we love it, love it, love it, and we would love to continue that. So please continue to support. If you are also on the go and busy, you can always catch us on iTunes and on Spotify. Thank you so much. Yeah, like I said, I love reading through your guys' comments because you got theories, you have thoughts, and I love to hear all of them. Um, let's talk about Colette and Will in this episode because they are getting riskier and riskier. Like, they are not just going to the woods, going wherever. They are, like, hooking up in the school. Um, Ashman, were you worried that they were about to get caught? I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Just a matter of time. Like, they're so careless. They're in locker rooms. I didn't even know where the other room was, but they're clearly, like, all over campus. Not even sure if the door's exactly locked or not. So I think it's just a matter of time that, you know, they're really going to get themselves caught by being this careless. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the girls are already kind of questioning it, even though I was kind of the girl that was none of your business. Like, whatever, <laughs> whatever coach is doing outside of practice, who cares? Like, that's none of your business. But again, she, the coach has inserted herself into the girls to feel like they can question her about stuff like that, inviting her to the house, drinking with them, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the girls are already questioning, like, oh, where's she going every day? I mean... It's obvious something's going on, so they're definitely going to get caught, for sure. They are not being subtle. Like, they are not, and it's, uh, I think that's a big mistake. And Colette gets real careless because she's late to pick up her kid, Mm -hmm. um, which obviously sends Matt into just a complete hissy fit. Like, he's already mad at her for throwing these parties because he has work (laughs) projects and whatnot. And um, it's kind of the final straw for him, I would say, when she's late. And they have this pretty much epic knockout drag down fight i would say it's kind of intense um and they fight about the fact that you know she used to be their only income for a second he's the one that wanted the house did you guys um think that anyone like dealt too many low blows or did you think that it was all kind of leading up to this you know, I think I think it was just leading up to this, and it was a matter of time. Like, they've been having issues in their marriage. I don't think they've still completely addressed what their root of the problem is, mm-hmm. but I think they had so many things just to say, so they just went back and forth. And I totally agree. Like, her not picking up her kid, that was the trigger. Like, he was like, I'm just going to say what I need to say, and... You know, um, I thought I thought it was a low blow, but very real when he said, um, you know, I don't I, I just want my wife back and not acting like a wild teenage girl like that was I, mean, I think that said so much within itself. Totally. Yeah, because um, I mean, that's exactly what she's acting like. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Do you think that she had some points because she was like. Well, it must be nice to just be a guy to see your, you know, kid once a week to empty the dishwasher once a week. Like, I kind of felt like she had some valid arguments, too. Like, there does seem to be this sort of discrepancy. Like, she also works a lot and is expected to pick the kid up and take care of the house. Like, were you team Matt or did you kind of see what, like, where Colette was coming from? Um, I feel like they both have valid arguments, but again, in a relationship and especially in a marriage with a kid, like, you always have to have compromise and you, I would, at least for me, like, I want a partner that's going to be 50-50. Like, if I'm not taking out the trash, like, you need to take out the trash or I'll take out the trash. You know, we both do the same duties. It's not like I'm only on baby duty and you're only on, like, bringing home money duty, you know? So it's like, but clearly Colette 
like he said, he was like, is it always that, you know, you try to have these parties to be busy? Are you really that busy? You know, like trying, to, you want us to be alone. We don't have any alone time. Yeah. And so I feel like he's fighting for the marriage and kind of wants it to work. Mm-hmm. As for Colette, obviously, is like way distracted, has a whole relationship going on. So she's could care less, I think. So she's just kind of like giving the low blows to be like, these are all the things that are bothering me, all the things I could care less about. So at the end of the day, like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> My issue around that always is, is that they're just beating around the bush, right? They're right. so beating around the bush. Like, obviously, they're not sharing intimacy. Like, you know, she. They, yes, they're saying things back and forth to each other. But, I mean, deep down, I think they both know something's up. I mean, obviously, Colette does because she's the one that's cheating and creeping right. and doing all that stuff, right? And, right. You know. I think he feels it, though. Yeah. I mean, I, he said that he feels totally. the disconnect. So I, I'm sure he knows something's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I find it really interesting to see kind of how Colette's past is sort of peppered in, like, with these arguments and with the things she says to Addie and to Will. And she says sort of what ends the fight. She's like, I feel trapped in this house. Like, I feel like I'm going crazy. And I think it's really interesting because we also see in the episode, she says, like, she did not have freedom to do anything in high school, which is why she felt kind of trapped and wanted to, you know, sneak away with Will. And I feel like she's just falling into that same pattern. She moved almost from her, you know, living with her parents in high school directly to, like, having this husband who there's also expectations there. And she just sort of moved from one, like, feeling trapped situation to another. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm feeling. And that's kind of usually the case sometimes, right? Like, things stem from your past and then all of a sudden, like, you know, she must have had her vigorous practices or we don't really know her about her past yet, but, you know, she is acting out, right? Like, you know, as a wife, as a mom, and then it's stemming from some place, which obviously, you know, she's addressing now in her verbal conversation. Yeah. So totally. I find it interesting how that all is sort of tying together to sort of get a picture of her, even though she is still kind of mysterious. Mm. I kind of have a question. Yeah. So they said that she's, what, 28? Yeah, I think so. So that's how old the actress is, I think. When, when, when she came in, like, first episode, they were like, oh, oh my god, she's ancient. She's oh. 28 or whatever. <laughs> the right? actress just had her 29th birthday, like, yesterday, <laughs> which is why I was like, I know that the actress is. Yeah, no, I think Right? That- and so, my thing is this. Like, the kid is only, like, what, like, one? Barely yeah. one? So, if she went from high school into, like, being into a marriage, but, like, she's 28 and then just had a kid, like, a year ago. So, my question is just, like, what exactly did you miss in between all those times? Mm. Like, if you were unhappy, I'm sure you didn't just become unhappy six, seven years into the marriage. Like, right. That's like, a good question. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. for me, like, there's something missing in that relationship or something that hasn't been explained where I'm like, why didn't you just, like, get a divorce if you weren't happy, like, mm. seven years ago? Right, right. Or, good you know, point. five years ago, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Instead of, like, now all of a sudden, I don't know. She's just, they're they're kind of making it feel like, her energy is, like, very still teenage high school as if she's, like, only 26 or 25 or 23. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, she's really far removed from high school. That's a really good point. I wonder if we will see sort of what happened in those middle years. Because I think you're right. There's a gap that we don't quite know, like, right. what she was doing. And I wonder if she tried to be independent and then, like, she felt pressured into, like, getting married. Like, I feel like that could be an explanation. But I agree with you. I really hope we see more of that, like, what happened between Will the first time and, you know, Matt. Because, yeah, I'm really, like, disconnected on just, like, why she's so 
like you know that one scene where she was like her husband came home and there was like a party going on and she was like oh my gosh 30 more minutes it was yeah. like her asking for permission like she was the kid i don't know it was just like what is this like like energy or personality that she has where she still feels like she's like a child yeah i don't know <laughs> I, think, I think that's a really good question though and yeah i, I really hope we keep seeing that because like i said we get little pieces of her sort of peppered in here and there but yeah it would be interesting to yeah. be like what actually what are you actually doing what actually happened to you in those years i'm like curious to know why she chose matt like right? you know i get relationships change and evolve over time but you know usually there's that one thing that really draws you to somebody and you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was a success because she's constantly throwing it in his face. She's I think like, it's safe. I think it's just a yeah. safe, easy option. Okay, he has enough money that we can live fine. You know what I mean? I feel like it was just like, okay, he's like there, and but this is easy. She's also always throwing it in his face, though. Like the yeah. last ten months, it was my income that was supporting us. So I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know right. how much he's the provider out of it. But you're right. Like it could be a safety thing because. He he maybe doesn't over question her, and she's allowed to be however Free. she needs to yeah. be. But yeah, I would want to know. Right. That. I mean, maybe because I think Will he got recruited and went to the military, mm-hmm. so maybe there was like that time <laughs> where like she didn't have her first choice, right? Exactly, she didn't have her first <laughs> choice. So she was like, "Hey, let's right, let's talk about." Will in this episode too, apart from Colette, because we see Slocum, who is um, Addie's friend. They, you know, were hanging out in the first episode and stuff, um, and they are really, really trying to recruit this kid. And um, it's interesting because a lot of the um, Marines, I think they're Marines, um, are like really like giving him the hard sell at like the shooting range and everything. And then we see Will kind of take him to the bar and like tell him like, kind of the reality of the situation. What did you guys think of that scene? Like, what did you make of that? I don't think I know what to make of it. Like, I don't know what the motive is. I don't know if he's, like, grooming him or seeing if he has that kind of exterior core to be a part of what the Marine requires. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know. I, I don't know. I don't know if he was checking him out or he was being genuine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because Will even confides that he used to have a wife and he doesn't yeah. anymore. Yeah, so I'm just like, what? what is this dynamic? I don't understand it quite yet. Yeah, I don't either. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. I need more. Like, I'm just like, okay, like, we, we have a little bit. And then it's like mixed. Let's like a little bit of storyline and a whole lot of crazy every single episode. So it's like I want a little. I want more storyline and less crazy. Like I want to get to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I hope we keep seeing this because Slocum has been sort of in the background a little bit, and Will. We've only really seen him the majority of the time with Colette. So I'm interested to see more of that play out because I'm like, oh, this is like a storyline that we've seen little glimpses of, but we went harder in it this episode. So hopefully we see more of that. Um, let's talk about the meat of this episode, and I think Beth was the catalyst for, like, a lot of the stuff that happened, um, in this particular episode, so we have the therapy scene. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Which is so literally funny. the funniest scene the show's ever had. Um, whoever plays Tacey, props, because she <laughs> cracks me up. This girl is so sad and pathetic, and I <laughs> love her so But she was much. totally playing it up, though. Like, she was. And that was, like, the funny part. She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of love how Beth's like, you know, Tacey's crying about how she's like in the ice bath. Like she made me do it with her mind, and Beth's like, do you not see a problem with the fact that like her own sister peer pressured into this? Didn't even lay a hand. Like I just thought that was 
such a funny scene. And then, oh, I'm sorry, the line that I love the most, this isn't the Stanford prison experiment, Beth. I like, <laughs> just thought that was such a good scene. Um, but then we have Bert, like, completely taking no responsibility for any of this, you know, as he's ought to do. And he pretty much blames Beth's mom. Um, what do you guys think about the Bert, Beth's mom sort of dynamic? Because it's weird. Yeah, it it was weird. I thought I thought the scene was funny. Um, I thought Beth's dad was just over like over it. Like you have Tasty crying and like you know like the sisters are going back and forth, and he's just like, oh, this girl drama. Like I can't. <laughs> Somebody come get me. Um, and then that whole Beth's mom burn. I mean, obviously, I feel like you know there's still like unresolved things there obviously we saw that he slept with her so it wasn't like he's i don't know it's not that he's over her not that he wants her but it's easy (laughs) guys guys are weird like that like they just want something easy and there and convenient so it's like oh well she's still giving it up and i'll just take it i don't care i don't know it was kind of like i thought the burn was kind of like "Hmm." yikes Yeah. yeah Um, I thought it was hilarious. I, I totally knew that Beth was playing all of them. Like, there's no way she's breaking down in this therapist's office. Like, that is not Beth style. Um, so yeah, she drops the bomb to Tacey, because Tacey d- definitely did not know that Bert's, uh, occasionally sleeping with her mom again. Um, Ashman, what did you think about that big reveal? I love the way Beth worked <laughs> that scene. Yeah. Like, I just thought she was, she was a master at it. Like, she went in... Tacey's totally being a victim. Like, she actually totally got on my nerves in that scene. Like, I get the whole competition and their rivalry, but that part of it, I think it really showed how she um, she has her own level of manipulation mm-hmm. and how she milks her dad. Like, she's there bawling out, but in that ice challenge, like, you know, she she really was trying to prove herself. So it's like, that was complete free will. But I thought Beth was awesome. She totally, like, you know, played her role and then just slam dunked it in the end. She yeah. was like, oh, yeah, she did. it is confusing because you were, like, just with my mom a couple of weeks ago. And and Bert, I just think, I think he's so <laughs> negligent. He's been neg- negligent from the beginning. He's like, such an idiot yeah. Yeah. in every way. Yeah, I mean, he's sitting there and he's like, oh, yeah, it's the typical scorn woman story. Like, are you kidding me? You're responsible for all this. You slept right. with the neighbor across the street. You're still living across the street, right? <laughs> right. So You broke up the family, had a whole baby. Yes. Like, come on, get it together. Yeah. And the mom is a mess. I mean, yeah. she's, you know, she's... She's intoxicated. Like I, just, I think she's so. She's the parents are such a big part of Beth's problems, right? Yeah. And and we really see that take place. Just how the mom was dictating to her. Yeah, and you can tell that Beth does not want to be like her mom no. whatsoever because her mom is saying like you have to play the part and you have to smile. Um, and maybe I thought, or maybe I taught that you that you could do anything, but you know that's not mm-hmm. how the world works. And Beth's like, well. Pretty much like, I'm never going to operate like that, so I hope I just never grow up. Um, But, gosh, I thought that scene was so sad, though, too, because it's like, everything that Beth said, like, fake, I think is really how she feels deep down. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that whole scene with her mom, the thing is, like, I kind of can't disagree with her mom. Like, there are things in life sometimes you have to kind of just, like, suck it up and, like, put a smile on your face. That is the reality of stuff sometimes. (laughs) Like, you don't get to just always act out and say how you feel. So it's, like, it's true. Um, And so, so, like, on one end, I'm, like, I get what her mom's saying. But on the other end, it's, like, Beth is trying to rebel so hard. Like, like you said, she doesn't want to be like her mom. So she's, like, yeah, no, I'm not going to 
ever act like this. But I don't know. So it was kind of like, it, it's funny how they have like the characters layered because of how the mom is, she obviously does not work. <laughs> and so she's living off her like alimony money. And she feels like the way to like get her way, which a, a lot of women do feel like this, is to like sleep with the guy or like smooth him or like whatever, right? And then you have like the dad who like doesn't want to be with her, but like again, she's available. So mm-hmm. it's like, why not? But he like started the whole fam- like a different family and has like a whole different situation going on. And he's like trying to balance the two. So it's it's like an interesting thing. And then you have kids in the middle of it growing up just trying to figure it out as well so yeah i almost tough. Y- y- for sure I and i almost see in a way like beth's parents i feel like that's what matt and colette could turn out to be someday which is like <laughs> i just think it's so toxic and it's like at different points like in life but they're just so clearly all these marriages are so unhappy that right. it feels like this is like almost a warning like yeah. story if they don't get their stuff figured out and with Beth's mom I just think like that whole helpless and victim role it's like you know she, she's just passing that on to her daughter too and you know that's kind of cool of Beth that she can be like well you know I certainly don't want to be like that or I hope I never grow up because like I totally get what you're saying like you can't just always act out in the manner you want to. But how we're taught has such an impact on just the people we become. So right. good job for Beth for pushing back and yeah. you know trying to do better for herself. Yeah, I agree. I was like I was like, "Oh wow, okay. Good. I mean, <laughs> disrespectful, but honestly good for her for not <laughs> right. just falling into that, you know, trap." But yeah, Beth is absolutely rebelling. She throws this wild party at the Playland Motel. Um, I loved the getting ready scene with all of the girls. I thought that was so fun. Like, they're doing each other's makeup. They're, like, going crazy. Like, maybe not high schoolers should be doing that. But I thought it felt so authentic, right. like, getting ready. Like, we're right. going out. The one normal thing that's been going on in this show. <laughs> okay. Um, but this party's crazy. It's a, They're actually the Marines party, which, of course, there's, like, you know, two groups in this entire town. There's, like, 50 people that live here. Um and so their phones are like taken away which makes a lot of sense considering Beth snapped you know a couple videos at the last party they had right. the yeah, so exactly. this new policy is maybe a good thing um, and we get this interesting thing where um, Riri says that everyone's afraid of Addie and Beth like which I think I think Addie almost had like an existential crisis in a way <laughs> like do you think that scene like she almost realized her own power if that makes sense. Yeah, but she's always been hiding behind Beth the yeah. whole time. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, what we all agreed on before, that Beth is, like, really the ringleader, like, the the person that Addie's kind of, like, just following behind, and however she can support her in her supporting role, she does. Mm-hmm. So I think she was a little more taken back, like, oh, like, I'm included in the group, too? Like, you're scared of me, too? <laughs> wow, okay, yeah. Nice to know. Yeah, exactly. We'll see how that changes her in other episodes. For sure, yeah. Because you know, a comment like that, that could go to your head. That could totally <laughs> go to your head. And then coach is already pumping you up, too. Exactly. And now you're taking lead, and now somebody yeah. said they're scared of you? Yeah. Ooh, you and she kind of is right. in her head in this episode. Like, even when she's drinking again, and they're like, Addie's back, and she's like, yes, the damn right I'm back. Yeah. Like, she's totally feeling herself. Yeah. yeah. Um, things go south pretty fast, um, as most parties on the show <laughs> do, I would say. Um, there's, like, a fight happening outside, so they all have to leave super, super fast. Um, and Addie refuses to leave without finding Beth first, which I was like, wow, that's, like, a mm-hmm. sign of a true you know, friendship <laughs> right there. Um, but Beth is, like, passed out in this car. Her legs are, like, hanging out the window. She's pretty much incoherent. 
Um, a guy wants to call the police bad. He's like, no, my mom's a police woman. Like, we cannot do that. And so she calls the only person she thinks she can trust, which is um, Colette. And Colette is not really having Addie's problems. Did you guys, like, were you surprised by her reaction? Or did you think she was going to, like, be more sympathetic to her? I thought I thought she may be willing to help because of the relationship she's been building on, but I think it just shows, like, she's not loyal to anybody. She's not anybody's friend. Like, she's feeding everyone whatever they want to hear for her to get to what she needs. Um, and we really see that play out. I mean, she was so rude to her when she called. She was so rude. I was almost shocked. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, wow, like... This is the same girl that, like, you accepted the bracelet from and the same girl that you've been pumping up this whole time. Like, where is this energy coming from? Like, all of a sudden, because you're in hot water with your husband, now you want to be rude to Addie when she's been covering your ass? Because at the end of the day, Addie could go and spill the beans at any time, so Mm -hmm. I think you want to be nice to her and back up, girlfriend. Like, (laughs) sheesh. Do you think that if it was anyone other than Beth, she would have been more understanding? Or do you think it's because, or just anyone in that situation? I think anyone. I think exactly. They just got, her and her husband got into that horrific fight, you know, and then she's like, this is, how, how am I going to explain this? Like, this is, this is extra, extra, right? She can't explain it from a squad point of view. Like, there's a drunk girl passed out and the other cheerleaders bringing her home to their home. Especially, I mean, they're both underage, so it's kind of like, oh, now they're drinking, now they're at our house, now we're responsible, we need to call their parents. I mean, that's what the responsible adult would do in this situation, but we we all all know (laughs) (laughs) that Coach French is not the responsible adult at all, okay? so. Yeah, I thought, I agree. I was, like, shocked, though, because she wasn't even like, okay, no worries, we can work this out. Like, she was straight up mean to her and did not want to help her whatsoever. And she says, I'm not your mother. I expected so much more. I was like, oh, this is Calls so her harsh. a bitch. She's yes. like, figure it out. Right. No. And I thought that that was so weird that she was like, I'm not your mother. But I'm like, hmm. Again, like I said, interesting. She's not yours either, but yeah, you still have her covered exactly. for you. And also, the looks y'all were giving each other last week was not maternal looks at all. Like, uh, this is like such a weird dynamic here. Right. So weird. And earlier in the episode, like, she was picking her up after she was done with yes. Will. And she's like, I'm sorry. He just kept on saying another 10 minutes. It's like, like, really? <laughs> yeah, right. she... This made me, like, that made me so upset. I was like, you can't do this one thing for her. You can't help her do something about this. But yikes. Um, And then we see at the very end of this episode, it's sort of a cliffhanger. We see that Beth's, like, lips are bleeding. They look like there has been, like, bite marks or something. And she snaps a photo of it. So we will see what happens um, with that, I guess, next week. Um, that about ends our actual breakdown of the episode, but don't worry, we got so much more to discuss. Um, Ebene has some trivia for us. Yes. Okay, Ooh, you guys. So this is trivia from the movie Bring It On, which I think is everyone's Ooh. favorite cheerleading movie, movie <laughs> ever. Okay. Um, okay, so let's see. So when Missy auditioned for a spot on the cheerleading team, they had her remove the tattoo, like they questioned her about her tattoo. What finger did she smear her tattoo with? A, her thumb. B, her index finger. C, her middle finger. Or D, her pointer. I want to say her middle finger. I think her thumb. Okay. Please let me know. It was her middle finger. (laughs) Some attitude in that. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then, okay, this one might be a hard one. What color was Aaron, the boyfriend, 
So Torrance, um, Torrance's boyfriend. Okay. What color was his car? Red, yellow, silver, or blue? I want to say red, just because that feels like a like high school movie car color. <laughs> I want to say red too. Both red. Yes. Yeah. Okay, guys, are you ready? I'm ready. Blue. Oh, Her car was blue. Yes. You guys don't remember that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Dang. Okay, okay, one go, more. Okay, okay, one more. Okay. What um what is Whitney's sister's name? Jamie, Courtney, Iris, or Missy? Courtney? Missy? Jamie! Oh, Dang y'all. So Dang, y'all failed! I I, sh- I got it's been one. I got you got one. one. You got Good one. Job. One Good out job. of three. Well, I'm gonna go. But it's okay. Thank you. It's okay. Now, Next um, time. I'm gonna study up. I'm gonna rewatch <laughs> the Bring It On movies. Study up. I love a good excuse to watch the Bring It On movies again, so totally. I'll just study for next week. Thank you so much for those of amazing course. trivia questions. Um, let me know in the comments if you were better at that than we were. I, or I really hope you were. Um, we also have some news for you guys. We totally do. Okay, guys. So, according to Elite Daily, they just published this a couple of days ago. Marlo Kelly, who plays Beth on Dare Me, says, quote, she hopes fans aren't too hard on Beth. Even though Beth can be scary, Kelly thinks fans will understand more of what makes her tick after they spend more time watching her throughout the season. She truly hopes that the audience gives her a fair amount of time to get to know her. So this naturally, like, drove the curiosity in me to say, why does she need to make this statement? How are people reacting to Beth's character? So I took to Instagram to see what the conversation was like on about Dare Me, and it was pretty controversial. Some people have taken sides, some people are Addy, some people are Beth, Ooh. and some people are just in between. Um, there is a Instagrammer that by the name of Ash Fulch who says, Beth is literally ruining the show for me. I don't even love to hate her. I just hate her. Whoa! Dang! That was hard. Yeah. Should I we, love her. <laughs> should we take sides? What's your team? Oh, gosh. I Both of them. I can't choose. You can't choose? I'm going to be neutral also. Oh, my... Sorry. I'm going to just pick Addie. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But I, see, like, I feel so bad for Beth. Like, we see that her home life sucks. And that gives you an excuse to be a little No, witch. but I she feel is that way like I know where reason. she's coming from. <laughs> um, okay, fine. We'll, we'll see. Maybe next week you'll change your mind. Yeah, the conversation <laughs> we'll heating up, definitely, yeah, on yeah. social media. So I love it. Thank yes, you so you're much. welcome. Guys, let's do some quick predictions. I'm Your sure that we have TV many thoughts about what could happen next. Evan A., would you like to go? Yeah. Well, I want to see this murder. Like I said, I want to see something. I said I've been predicting that there was going to be some type of boom. I think it's going to be a murder, but I need. I want to hurry up and see that. All right. Yeah. Let's get to killing. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> get to it. Um, I want to see. I want to see the affair get revealed. I'm, I, I think it's so close to happening, and I'm really interested in the way that Matt and Colette are going to deal with it, because but. Brett is the one, or Bert is the one that pays their bills. So who knows, like, if they're just going to keep this underneath or what's going to happen, but yeah, I'm, I want to I see that get exposed Love and it. see how she handles it. Yeah, I agree. I think that we're going to have Addie turn on Colette a little bit, because she was so cold to her at the end of this episode, I do not think that Addie liked that, mm-hmm. and I think that she She's finally finding her own power in this episode. She so she might be like, screw it. Like, 
I can take you on now. Like, I don't need you backing me. Um, I think, I don't know, I think that Addie's going to start finding her voice, and I don't think that's going to be good news for Colette at all. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. This show is always so much fun. Um, where can they, everyone find you on social media? Yes, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Chapman 12 You can find me on Instagram at Insights by Ish. You guys can find me on Twitter at Alphaba underscore Anne and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. We will see you guys next week. Okay. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.